Welcome to the In The Box Tour. We're here to blend the worlds of CrossFit and PT, so we're going from gym to gym and talking all things CrossFit. I'm Dr. Mesa Hanawi. And I'm Hannah Briel, and today we're here with Coach Matt Shiver, new PT grad and weightlifting uh-huh. fanatic. Thanks for having us. We're super excited to get to know you today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So, I know your story's a little bit different, but the first question I ask everyone who is on the podcast is, why CrossFit? So I started doing CrossFit when I was in high school. I was I just finished up playing football. My high school. Sophomore, wow. no, my, yeah, my, my junior year. I think going into my senior year, I started doing CrossFit. Um, How did you find that when you were that young? I it's not that long know. ago. Like he's not 20, that old. Twenty eleven. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's prehistoric. Like, like in high school, I did high school sports. Like I didn't know about CrossFit. Right. I'm just curious, like how yeah. you found it all about it. One of our coaches that was there was younger. He was at CrossFit Discovery, um, right across the way. Oh. So he he had kind of like brought it to us and like had done some stuff with us, but he was talking about it and I just started researching it and it seemed to me like I always liked doing more barbell movements. And makes sense. Yeah, and and I wanted to learn how to train better. So like I had I had previously had surgery that year. I tore my ACL, and it wasn't during until football? actually it was during PE class. I was, yeah, I know, I was playing it. basketball, and I just made a bad cut, tore my ACL, and put me out for that season, and I noticed that, like, doing the traditional PT stuff, like, I wasn't getting the results that I wanted, it wasn't until I started doing squats and deadlifts, and I was like, Here, oh, like, man, Traditional like, PT should right. be a little bit more than it is. Right, well, we were just doing Maybe. sets of 20, but my oh, sport, my <laughs> you know, required me to do sets, like, it was, it's, it's a, that football is, like, very explosive, very strength dominant, so, like, we weren't training those rep ranges, so. I don't think I knew that you played football, but. Yeah. So then, yeah, so I started, like, doing more heavier lifting, and then I found there was another way to do it through CrossFit. So I got involved with CrossFit, yeah, my junior to senior year. I did CrossFit for my freshman year of college and sophomore year of college, and then I found out that, like, my big weakness was always the strength. And, like, I was like, if I want to be actually competitive at this, like, I need to get stronger. So then I ended up falling in love with the strength side of CrossFit. So that's been since my sophomore year of college all the way through physical therapy school and up to now is kind of where like, I, I spend most of my time. I just really enjoy lifting things. So no more CrossFit? I'll do it occasionally. I did half Murph yesterday. She nice. She's not happy about that at all. was so proud of me. Okay. Just, <laughs> I did half Murph. Just throwing you it out there that I asked him yeah. to do Murph like seven times. He said no, and then and then Eve was like, "Do it." And he was like, "No, okay. Ethan even has to ask. He volunteered himself." I did. Wow. I just wanted to also note That's that true, if you know anything about Matt, that it's perfect <sighs> that his junior year in high school he researched CrossFit. I can just see you like reading articles oh, yeah. and figuring out all these things about weightlifting. It's just very calculated. That like, is very calculated. Very, that's that's your definition of me. And you love it. Yeah, I mean, weightlifting exactly. Calculated. My my first workout I remember was at BE, and I was still doing like the bro splits, like when I was in high school. Like I had, I actually have like some like periodized stuff that I had read out in high school that I found not too long ago, and it was hilarious. <laughs> what was it? So you started writing your own stuff in high school? Yeah. Yeah. I started just, like, changing sets and reps. Yeah. Changing, like, frequency and stuff like that. So, like, this has been, yeah. So Brewing for, for a, a long, long time. time. But I, I was funny to look at it. I was like, man, I actually, like, kind of knew what I was doing. Kind of. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, experimenting at a young age. My first workout ever was Fran. And oh I yeah, so many people Did you say that. Your life? Oh, I just was doing strict press. It was like I was like oh. I, I didn't know how to do a thruster. Like how do I do a thruster? I couldn't even get to that position, like that bottom position. But I just remember like it, it Were was you doing terrible. strict pull-ups. Uh, I was trying to kip, but like the rack that we had in BE would just like swing, and everybody oh, my would just gosh. get so mad at me. Like, Wait, so you went to high school here? Oh, to Bisping one. Oh, okay. So that's I was like, how did you know CrossFit Discovery? Yeah. Okay, so you went to BE. Where'd you go to undergrad? I went to Appalachian State. Okay, and yeah. then you graduated, and then you went to... Went to Duke for physical therapy school. Nice. And then yeah. you ended up back here. I did. Recently? Yeah, just recently. I just moved back here four weeks ago when I graduated. Just graduated. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How's it feel? I mean, it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm still studying for boards, so I still feel yeah. like I'm a student. I don't even feel like I'm a student. Really? Sorry, professors. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm so ready to be... Yeah, and, and be able to like really study and learn what you want to learn rather than like study for boards, which is pretty much most of PT schools to prepare you to pass to boards, boards and to like 
not kill your patients, which, you know, you're, you're also going to learn some stuff with your clinical rotations and everything, yeah. which I, I definitely did, but um, I haven't been able to, like, even since starting PT school, like, really diving into, like, subject matter that what I'm you passionate love, about. Which is? Like which is strength and conditioning. Which is weightlifting. And, yeah, and PT, like, combining both of those paths. So, like, combining yeah. rehabilitation and performance, which is a lot of stuff that made and move and in the box does But you already. found yourself here, of yeah. course. So tell us a little bit more about your weightlifting past. Sure. So, like I said, I was a junior, I was a sophomore or junior in college, and then I realized that I wasn't very strong. Like, my numbers were okay. Like, I could probably snatch 185. I could clean and jerk probably 225. These sounds okay to me. They're okay, but, like, they're not, that's not where I wanted to be. Yeah. So I started, I started looking into other types of programming and found that, did his research. I did. I, I, I do a lot of, like, just Google, okay? It's not like I'm going to like PubMed here, okay? Yes. <laughs> the best no way better. to get strong, Google Scholar. Yes. But I found, I found, um, I found Cat Catalyst Athletics was one of the first programs that I did, and I PR'd everything pretty much by at least, like, 30, 40 pounds. And I was like, oh, wow, Dang. this is cool. It's like yeah. I snatched 205 Newbie for the first games. time. Yeah. Yes. And then I just fell in love with that process and kind of the grind of, the consistency part. So like the big part, I love CrossFit and, but it's so, it's constantly it's not, varied. Yeah. It's different, right? Which but is I why like, so crazy. Why people, like, like crazy people like us love it. And you're yeah. like, no, I want, it is consistent, but, but I like seeing way. measurable progress, like on a consistent basis. And if I'm working off of like a five rep max and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to add two and a half pounds to five pounds every week. And I'm still yeah. making progress. And then once I stop making progress, I can switch reps. But like, be able to see progress every week is just, I'm very goal oriented, so I like that part of weightlifting. So when I was at App, I started doing that. And then towards my junior year, I was like, man, I want to share this with everybody because this is so much fun. So I I came up and I, I started. Are you like that friend in the friend like, group? Guys, that's like, guys, let me guys, tell you about weightlifting. You should oh, weightlift. Totally. No, at first that was me about CrossFit. Okay. That's what, oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And then everybody's like, get away from me. <laughs> yeah. You're like, now, now, now I'm like, okay, now I gotta talk about snatch and clean and jerk because that's awesome. So, yes, love so it. my junior year, I hosted my university's first weightlifting meet, and like, um, we had you hosted it, yeah, with well, oh. I combined with the student recreation department, yeah, I like got the sponsorships from like Virus and like, you know, like, like, play, like, what are you laughing at? No, that's just awesome, it. yeah, it is really cool, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I got have my life together enough to do that my junior year of college. I was doing way, yeah. I was making jello shots junior year of college. <laughs> oh, so that's changed. Okay. Yeah, so I hosted that first weightlifting meet, and we had at least like not maybe we had like twenty to thirty people who actually came to the event, which it's was a good really turnout. good. Yeah. yeah, but it was like it was like no no singlet or anything. It was just we're all having fun. Let's just throw some weight around. Singlet is that the that's oh, the it's like attire for weightlifting. Like yeah, so it's like a, It's what you're supposed to wear. Yeah. I thought that was just for wrestling. No, wrestling powerlifting. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I knew this. You knew this. Okay, he's not wearing it. Yeah, that's, that's like, I definitely knew this. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Music. Give me a break. It's Sunday. But we had over at least probably 100 people in that auditorium who came and like supported it. And I was like, wow, we need to do something with this. So then my, my senior year before I graduated, I started a club weightlifting team for the school. Yes. And he one, was that guy. Yeah. He made they didn't happen. have one? No, they didn't have one. They didn't have a CrossFit or anything. I mean, I don't think. Um, like, now they do. Yeah, I, now I, I don't think about it. Does. Like, I don't yeah. think my school had a weight. Like, I didn't hear about it, a weightlifting club or anything like that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So we started a club. We, I reached out to a local gym. Um, one of the owners of the gym had competed at Olympic trials. So she was all about it. So mm -hmm. we hosted, like, an info session, seminars, and we essentially got it was like 50, a $50 membership to the gym. Like they were super, it was very yeah. like, Hey, we want to like help this grow. We see the long-term benefit in this. And we started the club and we had a exercise science graduate student who was our coach. So he was in the process of like learning how to program for mm -hmm. athletes and he became like our coach. Yeah. Um, so we just had a lot of fun. We had, and we had like within, we opened it the first semester and we had probably at least, 10 to 15 people who came three to four times a week to an actual nice. structured like program. Yeah. And cool. it was like, yeah, it was like, it was so much fun. So that was like, you know, <laughs> you're like, like geeking right now. Oh, oh God, was, the good old days. So fun. But I was just like, that was something that I could leave like my footprint at app. Oh, like, that for was where sure. I yeah. left. And it's still in existence now. And I talk to them every once in a while. 
then we should go make an appearance. That, I know. I the love sound, the famous Matt Shiver. Yes, I bet they all like have pictures of you like on the wall, no. like like this guy right here. You know, Except, no, it's you though. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so that transferred to Duke. So, yeah. So then I moved. So I graduated, and I did a bodybuilding show right after I oh, graduated. Oh, I just yeah. feel like as a weightlifter, how did you do that? Because isn't that kind of like those worlds clash in like every oh, Do they? Yes. Yeah, like, all right, let's I talk mean, about that. Yeah. I don't know much about so, that. Yeah. Yeah, bodybuilding is all about is like looking as, as, as just ripped. ripped as possible. Yeah, but you're, but you're not really strong when you no. do that. Mm. You're very oh, you're weak. How is that's debatable? No. no, in order to look that way, you have to be like I know multiple people who have done bodybuilding. Yeah. In order to get that lean, you, you lose cannot you lose all but your I strength. I also know some people that have bodybuilded and now they do CrossFit and they're super strong. Sure. Okay, let's go into this. Okay, this okay. is good. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. We're about to argue. All right, good. No, no, no. There's no argument here. So, so yeah. <laughs> Keep us like, Let me break it down for you. Okay. Okay. So yeah, when I was I was weightlifting, I was I was like you have, when you weightlift and powerlift, like you don't. You, it, I mean, you can be jacked, but most of the time you're just strong. If you look at good weightlifters, you probably wouldn't know they're weightlifters unless you're looking at the Chinese guys. Yeah, like, but the, Ch- the Ch- well, Chinese, like, they have a lot of accessory work in their program. So, like, they mm-hmm. are very defined people. Like, look up Lu Zhao Zhong, and I you'll be like, spell that. Yeah, yeah. But, but he is, he's just jacked. Okay. And then if you look at Russians, they're pretty jacked. But if you look at, like, Bulgarian and you look at some of the other guys, they don't look like athletes, but they can just move a lot of weight because their sport demands are just doing a single repetition mm-hmm. or, like, you know, at max for weightlifting, we do sets of three for snatches, except for if you're learning technique, you might do fives. But like, that makes sense. fives, yeah, you, you're doing technique work, but other than that, like, you want to stay within that three to one rep range. Mm-hmm. So you're really working on explosive muscle fibers. You're not really doing too much hypertrophy training, but you still could, like, but a lot of, like, the Bulgarian system and some of the other places, they just, they will not do a lot of accessory work. They do main lift, snatch, clean and jerk squat and pulls so like there's not a lot of like upper body work there's not a lot of like volume right you can add volume by doing more sets but the intensity in which they're training at like 90 percent or 85 yeah. percent plus they're already we're not like, i'll talk about like cns fatigue but like yeah but i don't know they're but, already but, like maxing out but they're already tired so they're, like, they're doing so much volume it's like okay now go ahead and do a 30 minute session to work on hypertrophy they just want the time for that if they have other jobs so, like if they don't then they may have time and energy to do that, but then they have to eat more calories, all that stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. so bodybuilders, on the other end, they're training at the rep range of to, to fatigue, which is just a lot of volume. So they have way more volume than traditional weightlifters do. So when I was finishing up or finishing up my undergrad, I started kind of doing double days. I was like, I'm gonna do some weightlifting and then I'm gonna do some yeah, bodybuilding because I want to be jacked and I want to be strong. And then I was like, man, I have six. So I graduated early. I graduated in December, and I had eight to nine months before I started physical therapy school. So I was like, let's just let's get jacked. Let's just yes. get jacked. It's like that time in your life. I yeah. love that. Not now. It'll never happen. Yeah. So I did that. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a process, and you lose a lot of strength on the way. Because it's, it's – so when you're gaining weight, you're fine. But, like, when you start – cutting weight like I went from 215 to 175 oh my gosh in like 12 weeks so like not a long period of time but that fast of a weight loss you lose a lot like I lost over 100 pounds in my maximal squat oh like I could not so how did you lose that much weight oh it's just discipline it's it's yeah I mean it's like everything's calculated and then you do a lot of cardio but it's like slow steady state so you just walk on a treadmill which is like very boring. boring it's so boring. But for like 45 minutes a day. So I started eat? at 15 minutes, then I go to 45. And then, I mean, I started out, I started out at about 4,500 calories. 4,500. Yeah. And then I, by the end of it, I was close to 1,900, but I had, <gasps> but I had no carbs. I had, <gasps> like, it would be no. like, I, like I had, so I'd have 50 grams of carbs every three days. <laughs> Did you feel like yeah. ish? Yeah. Oh, so bad. Fifty grams every three. I have fifty grams like like every three, every three hours. hours. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Exactly. So like with that, yeah, I lost. I I could not squat three hundred pounds. Well, duh. But after, also, after if you, like the the purpose of weightlifting 
or like is to move the most weight. Like the purpose yeah. of bodybuilding is purely aesthetics. Like it you're you're judged on aesthetics. Yeah. You don't care what you can lift. Like right. it doesn't the, matter. So most people that's who so ironic. Like it's well, how do we get that's so backwards? Yeah, you know? I think that the reason bodybuilders who go to CrossFit do well often is because they have really good discipline. Yeah. They know how to like train really hard. They know how to work really hard. They know, but it's not necessarily because they had yeah. strength from bodybuilding. Right. I think they just know how to like structure their life and time management yeah. and discipline and like working really hard. Like if you have to only eat whatever, how few calories, then you're going to have a discipline that when you go to a sport like CrossFit, you know yeah. how to like transfer. That. I just had a couple of friends that are like also really into weightlifting and then they're like, oh, I kind of want to do a bodybuilding competition. And I'm like, why? That's a, exactly the opposite of what you were like. Do you want to feel like crap? I don't get it. Yeah. So, like, what motivated you to do that? <laughs> so, uh, if you guys don't know who John North is, you should look up John okay. North. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I was introduced to him yesterday, and the video really stressed me. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He's the most He's animated weightlifter. And, and There's a lot of screaming. Ooh, I love so that. so much fun. So, he, he just slams. Like, his slogan is, oh, gosh, slam bars and like kill PRs kill, something like that but slam bars is like, so he is because like all about it. like slamming bars Attitude Nation is his is his like brand and he is big okay, this with Attitude how does with bodybuilding he's so, getting to it so Jeez. he was he was a really good weightlifter and then he decided I'm gonna do a bodybuilding show uh. so like I was a total fan and like me and the roommates I had in college we all we all weightlifted we all did this stuff so we kind of followed along we followed his journey we're like we should do this. So me and my roommate from college decided to train together to do the bodybuilding show. And uh, yeah, we both trained separately. Like he was in, he was still in Boone and I was, I was home in Charleston as a rehab tech at ATI. And so like, I like, while I was training, I would, yeah, or would be working, but I would do like, okay, at lunchtime, I'm gonna go do cardio and then come yeah. back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I guess it was, he kind of introduced us like, Hey, this is kind of cool. I want to so how'd you do in the show? Um, I actually didn't do that well. I didn't <laughs> do as well as I would have liked, which I, I, I knew that probably going into it um, because I didn't, like, I was I trained like a weightlifter, so I didn't mm -hmm. have a lot of, like, size on me already. Like, I was strong, but yeah. I didn't have size. So I was like, oh, maybe I can get that. But then, like, looking back, it's like knowing how science works is, like, you can't add muscle and lose fat at the same time for most people right like if you're especially if you're an advanced lifter like if you're a novice you can easily you can yeah. somewhat get around like both of those frame. in 12 was it 12, 12 weeks. weeks right yeah. so yeah but if you're, you're on a caloric eating. deficit you can't exactly. build you, can you cannot build tissue you cannot have excess tissue That's growth if you're on a deficit so like whatever you start your cut at majority of times i'm not gonna say that's not all the case but for the majority of the time Whatever you start your cut at, whatever muscle you have on there, you're just going to maintain and preserve as you drop your weight. So Hopefully. Right. But, like, at the weight at which you lose weight actually determines how your composition, like, will stay. So, like, for me, I I had I was aggressive. Like, I, I had a lot of weight to start at to, and to get down to. So, like, I was losing about two to three pounds a week. So, but like at that rate, that that weight that rate was too fast to actually yeah, like really. preserve muscle. So like, yeah. I did some in body scans pretty consistently, and those aren't like the most sensitive or specific specific. But like, it would it would show like for every two pounds of fat I lost, I would lose one pound of lean mass, which it could be water, it could be other stuff. But like, but yeah, I lost a good ten pounds because it's thirty pounds that I lost. That's a good ten pounds of lean mass of that muscle. I lost yeah. as well. So after the show, how quickly did you gain it back? Oh, man. So, Were I you actually like, was actually pretty good about it, but I, it 100% gave me an eating disorder. 100%. Really? Yeah. Like, so during the show, there for like the prep of the show, I would eat food and I would spit it out. Like, 100%. I would go to the trash can and I'd spit it out. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, and, and is, I, and is that common, do you think, in yes, Oh, my gosh. It's like a whole other topic. Like, I, my coach, I talked to him about it. He's like, yeah, I did that too. I'm like, so you really weren't eating. I mean, I was eating. I ate six meals a day, but it was just chicken and vegetables. Did right? you? But did there you consume no, it, or did you throw it out? No, I did eat that. But that was like so. It'd be like, oh, pizza and like dessert. Like I have a bite of it, and I go to the trash can and spit it out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so like unhealthy. Like, it's like, not healthy at all. Yeah. From like a 
were you aware at that time that this like this is wrong? Oh yeah, like, this is wrong. Okay, like, okay. And my, yes, of course, because I signed up and I'm like, I want to know the You're experience. So committed. I wanted the experience. Okay. And you I'm glad it. I did because I learned a ton about myself, like through that process of discipline, like what works, what doesn't work. So after, did that eating disorder carry on at all? It got worse because <sighs> you don't, because if you don't know what it's like to be full for like. 8 to 12 to 16 weeks when you start eating you don't know what it is to be full so you just keep shoving food in your oh. face so like I remember because the, the week after my show or maybe two weeks after my show my past girlfriend had graduation so I went to her graduation with her family and they had like barbecue like all Cake, you can eat yeah I was like sick to my stomach. I was like, you just ate everything. I could not stop. I knew I was full, but I didn't know how full I was. So I could not stop eating. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> terrible. But like, so did you did you digest it? Did it level I, out? Did you? I mean, I just felt sick. Like, and then just walking around and trying to eat. So like, I tried to track to get back up to do it. Like. Which is like reverse dieting, yeah. like slowly adding calories, but it was such a struggle and challenge that I just wasn't able to like do it at the rate that I needed to do. So how do you feel about the sport of bodybuilding wow. after doing that? No, I, 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 okay. So after all of that, like you have to, I think whenever someone tells me like, I think I'm going to do a show, whether it's like a physique show for girls or like bikini, I'm like, you have to know that what this is going to do to your body, right? And if you're okay with that, fine. But know that you're going to go through eating disorder. You know you're going to have body dysmorphia. So like knowing dysmorphia. that that's what's going to happen, do you think that that's okay? Like, if would you promote for that? It, I would not promote it. I, I, but every time someone tells me, I'm like, look, this is what's going to happen. If you're okay with that, okay. But know that it's hard coming out of that. Because like, immediately out of that, you're like, okay, what can I do to be better? And so you want to start the whole process over again. You're like, okay, I have to gain weight. I have to do it again. So you, like, as long as they're okay with having an eating disorder, it's okay? Like, that just sounds so wrong. It's their choice. It's their choice. Like, I'm not going to say you're right or wrong for doing it. Like, I'm going to support me the way. But, like, I'm like, and I'm not saying I would never do it again. That sounds crazy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But, like. like, After all that. But I think I would do I I learned a lot of lessons from it. Like, I wrote a blog on it, too. So you guys can, you guys should check out the blog. Read it. There's, like, it's a three-part series that includes very calculated. So it includes like I think I have pictures of my DEXA scan, not DEXA, my in-body scans. I did blood work pre and post. Oh. So like you could see my testosterone levels just plummet. Yeah. Sex drive plummet. All of that. But like and then I and then I, it took me probably a good 6 months or so before my testosterone levels came back and like I came back to normal. But again, that was because of the rate at which I did everything. Like if I were to yeah. do it differently, I think my body would have responded differently, but, but I, I think, also it's it puts you through so much stress. Yeah, I think and it I says don't a lot. Think it's for majority of people. Like you have to. I don't know why it's for anyone. I don't know why we do these things. Like, right. why would anyone put themselves through that? And I think it says a lot about under eating for both girls and boys. Like right. how long it took you to get back, and like how it wasn't just like the way that you looked or the way that you felt, but like your blood and like your body, like your hormones and everything is just it's, wrecked. Yeah. And people wonder why they feel like ish without carbs or without eating and it's why? We're it's, supposed to eat, people. We are. We totally are. And it's it's not sustainable. That lifestyle is not sustainable. So it's like if you want to do one shit like people who do shows typically do one or two a year because it requires so That's much time. Still a lot. It, it, it is. And it's very like the body image, the whole the whole organ like the yeah. whole fitness industry around that is very I think it's disgusting. So like I went to the Arnold, it's not, if you it's, go to the Arnold, you'll be like shocked at what you see. People walking around like pretty much naked, and then the supplement companies have like very attractive girls behind the tables, and that's how they're selling their products. But do those girls put themselves through what the girls competing do? You know, probably, but that's their lifestyle, which is like yeah. that's not a like, healthy lifestyle to live. Like it's it's yeah. not like especially long term. Like I said, I could do it again in the future, but like I could never live that way. Year to year to year to year. It's yeah. Like, and you probably shouldn't. No, you, you definitely, definitely should you definitely not. Should not. It's just so different from like the CrossFit side of things, which is like get bigger, lift more weight, feel better. Right. And like, like girls who eat all of this, like these, all these yeah. hashtags that come yeah. out with CrossFit is like fuel your body, eat more. Like your goals are like performance driven, yeah. not like aesthetic right. driven. I have a burning question. Right. Did you yeah. have to get a spray tan? Is there a reason like we don't spray tan like our faces in these competitions and it's only like sh- like neck down? 
think they do spray. I think they I do just it feel universal. Like... I got some pictures. Oh, okay. So I need we'll you to. Add yeah. I just feel like when I see I pictures. I her. <laughs> it's like they look kind of like yellowish, <laughs> but dark, question mark. But then their okay. face is like normal. And I'm like, I don't, I think you put your face on someone else's body. It looks, it looks very good. I think I had like my pictures are like, what's going on with my photo? Is it, did you Photoshop us? Like, no. They try to make it look to where it looks photoshopped because you're so dark and then the lighting supposed to be really good. My show was actually bad lighting, so like my pictures were not good. Was mm, that's like, what it was. Huh. Well, no, not good. But, but no, but it really it does make a huge difference. Oh, for like, sure. You have oh, a yeah. lit stage and like the stage we were in was in a high school auditorium. Oh so my gosh. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't I mean, the placings were still fine, but like I wanted some good pictures. Like if I'm gonna do this, like I wanna look I want good. Some damn yeah. good pictures. Yeah, of and, course. They were like, I got one good picture, but still. Is it a prize possession? Do you have it hanging above your bed? (laughs) In your bathroom Okay, wait. I have like so many different things to dig into. So first of all, let's just just, like (laughs) circle back to this CNS. So me and and Matt have had lots of conversations about CNS fatigue. For those of you that don't know, CNS is central nervous system. And we like mentioned it at some point. I don't know. But so... Crossfitters will say this a lot. You'll hear it saying like, "My CNS is tired." At Owen, my central nervous system. Is it my VMO or my CNS? I don't know. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> um, definitely your yeah. VMO. So, I definitely and like you'll, I think like in, I've been on training programs and like like squat cycles where like the week before you max out, you just like put over over your one rep on your back and walk it out. Really? You can do a dip just so you can like get the CNS prepared. What is this called? That's yeah. That concept is called post-activation potentiation. And like that isn't this idea behind it not to get like your nervous system prepared for that type of weight so it's not as like shocking when you put sure. a weight you've never had on your back. Sure. It's like, swing, it's like swinging a loaded, loaded baseball bat before you go. Like if you play softball yeah. or baseball, like swinging multiple bats or like a loaded bat. Take it off. It feels lighter. Yeah, it's like running well, the is. vest, and then you go around without the vest. Or like doing heavy yeah. deadlifts and then doing lighter deadlifts in a workout. It's just yeah. it feels lighter because it, it feels is. lighter because you're used but to it. But then I do think they're like along that principle. But there's something to be said that when you have overloaded your body, specifically with like heavy weights, sure. that you can have CNS fatigue. And Matt does not believe I this just, because so. what if we're just calling it something that it it, it doesn't need it. a label okay. like what if it's just like. I'm fatigued, I'm tired, my brain needs a break, my bo- like your body, like, mental health, you know? Sure. But, but how can you say that the nervous system is so good and fast to adapting and, like, to changes? How can the nervous system, the brain and spinal cord, be fatigued and not relay the sensory or the motor neuron, like, information to the muscles and say, hey, you need to do your job? The muscles can be tired, but, like, how, how can the nervous system... Okay, like, well, no, I'm going to come at that. So, like, hey, let you- him finish. No, 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 I'm, I'm just, okay. I'm curious. Right. Kind of yeah. I'm like mediating this right now. Weightlifting and like weightlifters are operating a lot at like 80 plus percent, right? So if you look sure. at like the total reps they're doing in a session, it's not enough to go to muscular fatigue. Like they're not. Like if you're operating at 90% of your one rep max, you're taking a three minute rest, like you're not at muscular fatigue. It's not like doing a Metcon where your like body's worn out, right? But then you can still feel like super tired or unable to lift a weight, like your muscles have not gone to fatigue doing zero to three reps. But where, so you think that's coming from the nervous system? I would that's just say, nice okay. I just say we're a system, systematically we are fatigued and we don't know where it's coming from, but like, what how system? Can you, it has, what other system? All of it. Body, like okay. The whole, like, I have a question. Okay. So if you're only doing like zero to not zero, one to three reps at sure. 90% and you're not getting any lot. hypertrophy, like, we know that the first eight weeks of training, like, your strength comes from your CNS, right? Your nervous system yeah. changes. And yeah. then it's from hypertrophy. So, like, if you're not getting that second part, where is it coming from? Your CNS, right? Like, your nervous system. That's where – if you're not getting bigger and you're not growing muscle, then where are all your strength gains coming from? But you could still be working the same muscles and, like, muscle fibers, but they're not going to respond the same. We're different things. We're talking CrossFit, which is going to be a different energy system than – power energy systems so like power energy systems we're looking at like zero to 10 to 15 seconds right these are really fast movements like crossfit weightlifting or crossfit bodybuilding those two actually go very hand in hand because of the energy system demands that you're using so it's like we're in different energy systems we're still working the same muscles but like a heavy set of three could take a long time like a grinding set it's the muscles are still working like very hard to get there but like 
I still don't know if it's coming from the CNS, and how would we objectively measure that? How we would we measure that? We like, can't. It's a, a nerve theory. conduction test, maybe, but like, <laughs> but even then, post like, okay, I did my session. Let's do a nerve conduction test after. But is that going to sh- give us the data to say that's coming from the CNS or the C? Like, the nerves are not sending the signals. Like, I don't know. And like, why does it matter if you know that you're matters. fatigued and like your body feels? fatigued and tired and you're kind of in the zone like you're in the mood that's like I'm tired you're not going to perform as well and you're like oh it's my CNS like no it's just your body like it's just fatigue and you need recovery but so I get both sides of it but I do think that like when you're looking at highly competitive athletes like muscle fatigue and like cardio fatigue versus CNS fatigue are different and like when they have to train at such a high volume recognizing like which ways to recover and how to like incorporate like okay sure. if their cns quote unquote is fatigued sure, sure. maybe they need to do more cardio and not heavy lifting for a little bit because like they can't just be like oh i'm tired i'm gonna rest like that's not sure so i think like differentiating those two in a competitive aspect does matter yeah. but it also like it all is connected and it's also it's all in your head technically because it's your brain and your <laughs> brain controls your, head. your whole body Thing. So if you're like, oh man, I've been doing like a lot of weightlifting stuff, like I'm going to do some cardio, it's a different stimulus, it's a new stimulus, and your body and your brain are used to, so you can do it. Sure. It doesn't mean yeah. that it's like, yeah. your CNS is like, I can't do any more weightlifting, like let's get on the treadmill. Yeah, I think it's just the word CNS fatigue I have a hard time with, because I just don't know if it's the CNS. So you could say it's like systemic fatigue, or like, okay. I am fatigued. tired, I'm fatigued. I am tired, like, I feel like crap. I yeah, but sore. you don't need to be sore or like go to failure to have that same response. If you could get that same response, Fair like enough. CNS fatigue or like having fatigue, whether you're running very long distances, doing a lot of sets, mm-hmm. it's probably like the total amount of time you're actually moving. Maybe. All right, Maybe so we'll we agree know. to kind of disagree. I yeah. guess. Okay, so what do you do now, Matt? Okay, so right now <laughs> I am studying for boards. It's like yeah. the big thing that I'm doing. We're gonna dig into that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like some peaky peaky dig. Stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> then word. when I'm not doing that, I hang out here at Made to Move, mm-hmm. and I'm currently working on providing a service to law enforcement officers, to first responders, doing online programming to allow them to do their job better. So we're working with another person. Uh, another officer here in the Charleston area who at some point realized, you know, I'm looking at my counterparts who work with me and are not able to or capable to do their job at the fullest. Mm -hmm. So I want to start offering this service to them. So my big project right now is I've started taking over their online programming and we're going to grow that to see where it goes, but just try to help as much people as we can. And outside of that, I do a lot of like online coaching and for weightlifting, powerlifting, strength athletes. It's really I really enjoy working with people trying to get them better at moving. So it doesn't matter. I mean, most of it's weightlifting because that's my expertise, but I want people to move more, move regularly, and move better. do move better. Yeah. So getting into that a little bit, um, what you just described is very not typical for what a PT would do. Right. Like the Why police not? posts and stuff. Like a typical PT coming out of PT school is not online programming for tactical athletes. It's just not right. common. And like programming for weightlifters – like is not what people think of a physical therapist as doing, but it is with made to move and yeah. blocks. Like we do right. those things. So you being in this kind of interesting position that I feel like I was also in a year ago yeah. of like leaving PT school, mm-hmm. studying for boards in which I, I felt personally, I can't speak for you that majority of what I was studying contradicted how I would want to treat. Yeah. Like what, what is your take on that? Do you feel like it's difficult to be in both those worlds at the same time because you're kind of in the middle? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I was not a great student. Like, while I was in, like, some of my PEDS classes or classes I wasn't super passionate about, Yeah. I would pull up some strength conditioning ebooks and just be reading. I'm like, I Were you on really... Facebook? No, I was studying Exactly. It's, like, not like you were messing around. Yeah. Like, you were learning about what you cared about, yeah. what you're into. I think during the summer when we had lighter course loads, I would read at least one ebook a week. I would just try to keep reading stuff because it was just like that's what I want. That's what I want to do. Like yeah, going into PT school, I already knew this like avenue of like okay, hybrid mm-hmm. strength and PT route. Like I want to do them both. I, I don't want to become a PT that just does one or just do strength and conditioning. Like I remember throughout PT school, I was always just cur- curious. Like I don't know, maybe I should have gone the strength and conditioning route and like got my master's. Like I had the opportunity at at app to do a four plus one 
and get my master's mm-hmm. in strength conditioning. But I was decided, let's just go to PT. This is the higher route. Yeah. I feel like I can do more more. with it. I have more breadth of knowledge. And I feel like the foundational knowledge that I learned in PT school is irreplaceable, especially the ability to think critically. I think I'm very, very, like, skeptic about a lot of things now. But I I see them for what they are. Um, So I really respect that whole process of, like, what I learned through PT school. But just because I went to PT school doesn't mean that I have to be a PT, like, or only be a PT. I can do whatever I want when I get out. This is great for, like, students out there to realize, like, just because you went to PT school, like, there's so many different things you can do with it. Like, PT, you can do whatever you want. Like, you and I, do, I would argue that all the other things we're doing are part of PT. Yes. Oh, yeah. Even yes. more than being a PT, it's just, like, we're expanding the definition of what a PT right. is. Exactly. So, for me, I... Did not so you said you kind of went into PT school knowing about the hybrid model, knowing about and you might have been like that. Yeah. So I wasn't like that. I started CrossFit while I was in PT school. I had a very traditional view of PT. I mean, I tore my ACL going to going to an outpatient ortho clinic. A little bit. I had worked for a football team, but like I didn't know a lot of the strength and conditioning side until kind of midway through. I was introduced to like more like CrossFit, cash based, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that I had that shift. Like, in the middle of PT school. Like, at my first year, I was like, oh, everything by the book. Like, my professors yeah. are always right. And yeah. then I started to get skeptical. And then yeah. I was introduced to Nate to move. So, like, you having that idea and background in your head going in, was PT school hard for you sometimes? To be like, <laughs> like yes. what are we learning with, like, exactly. sets of 10 with their bands? Because yeah. I think I didn't get there towards the end. So, I, PT school has been the most, the most frustrating thing. Oh yeah. So, like, elaborate on that a little bit. Let's talk about how you think PT school kind of gets it wrong sometimes. Yeah, I think they think so. A lot of PT thinks of movement as, like, body parts and muscles instead of, like, movement patterns, which I think was hard for me. Like, going going into going into PT school, I already saw that. Like, I had followed some of the stuff on FMS. I had, I had, I had watched a lot of Kelly Starts videos. So I understood, like, the importance of patterns. And then as I started going into PT school, they kind of break it down, and they want you to, like, isolate individual body mm-hmm. part segments and joints but I'm like it doesn't matter it's like really do that but when I write programming I write it for okay what are we, we're going to do some sort of squat some sort of hinge some sort of push pull carry some sort of like monostructural movement so it's like these are my categories how does PT fit into here instead of how can I fit these ways that I think we should all move into physical therapy so that's kind of where, where I came from but um, it was hard because, like, I remember at one point. <laughs> so at the end of all of our MSK classes, we Which would is muscular muscular MSK. Yes, we would. Uh, we would go ortho. over a progression, regression, <laughs> progression <laughs> with the professors, and they would. You know, our our group would be caught up in the front of the class, and they'd be like, "Okay, we're gonna do shoulder extension, progression, or whatever." Yeah. And then regression. Here's the theraband. Show us what you and do. And they're like, "Yeah, like, what would you do?" And I'm like. I don't know what do I have access to, right? But I remember one of my professors, we were doing wrist extension, and we like I was like, what in the world, right? And and she her progression for a wrist extension was a snatch, and I just like started laughing. I was like, wait a second, this is you should not be rotating the wrist yeah. like that's it. That's an isometric hold and a catch, and that has nothing to do with like the wrist, wrist extension, extension. It's like shoulder yeah. position. You oh, catch like, it there, but like I laughed out loud in the oh. middle of class. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, did you just say <laughs> wrist extension and snatch? <laughs> pictured as like a wrist extension progression like no that's like no like no 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 maybe like at least she was talking about snatching that's pretty good for a professor oh i know but it was so what would it be for you then i i mean i i think i don't know i mean i think getting to it really like progression regression is based off of the individual's goals so it's like where do they want to go do they have pain with like strict pressing or handstand walking well that's going to be the end progression is getting them back to x activity but like if if snatching like isn't in their mind like i want to get back to snatching like why am i gonna have some old lady do? i mean they're cool oh they're my gosh but like yeah. i don't need to do that like there's other things we can do right it's really based off of fitting the exercises and plan of care Did to that a individual patient who doesn't weight lift came in it for a wrist pain and you have to like that's that's a progression for wrist pain but yeah i think I do agree with you about the critical thinking thing. I think there is something to be said that, like, 
We learn a good foundation of anatomy. Right. We learn how to refer out appropriately and like what is right. safe and not safe. I do think that we get caught up in super arbitrary details when it comes to like manual sure. therapy oh and treating like like I say it all the time, if someone comes in with wrist pain, I'm probably not treating their wrist pain. Like I'm just right. gonna make them stronger and right. move better and they're probably gonna have less pain. I'm not mm. really like I don't, I'm not super concerned about their wrist joint and like a, a right. little bit to a certain degree, but like, yeah, like, you gotta rule it I'm out. I'm just gonna make them yeah. move better and strengthen them, and they're probably gonna have less pain. Right. And I think, like, in PT school, they're like, oh, well, like, do some joint lifts on each wrist bone and like stuff like that. It's like, this doesn't matter. Like, we've talked about the fact that, you know, if they're in so much pain to get them to the point where they're not, so then you can start getting them stronger. But I think a big attraction to PT school is that we look at everything like, the whole patient, not just as their pain. Right. Mm-hmm. And so to just treat their pain is a little contradictory because yes. that's their pain is not the problem. Like what's mm-hmm. the problem is what's causing them pain. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a symptom. Let's figure out the cause. Like what is their overhead positioning? Like sure. what's their mobility? What is their like shoulder stability strength? Yeah. And then what go from there. What would you give advice to PT students that maybe don't have, I think like I'd say for oh, us, like we've, We've had exposure to a lot of things. Like, I was very involved in the CrossFit world. You were very involved in the weightlifting world. Like, we had reasons to be skeptical of some of the things people school. But, like, there's a lot of people that just yeah. don't know better. Like, oh they, they're not exposed to those things. So, like, what would you tell a PT student if they're, like, what is the best You're going to love me for this answer. Okay, here we go. Go join a CrossFit gym. Yes! Boom! <laughs> exactly. That's why I try to get all my class into CrossFit. And, like, yeah. it was funny the way that it started. was like, haha, Hannah does CrossFit. And then, like, slowly a lot of them have come. And I'm like... Oh, yeah. Haha, you do CrossFit too. It's just I such mean, a I great got made way. Fun of multiple times by professors. Yeah. I was the only student in my class that did CrossFit. They would like pull up CrossFit videos and make fun of me and stuff. Oh my gosh. In class. Yeah. It's oh, just such I... a great way to learn how the body moves and like exercise and just the yeah. way it works. Functional fitness. Yeah, no, I, I, I was the CrossFitter, but I did weightlifting. And that used to get on my nerves too. It was like, Oh, CrossFit, and everybody would look at me, I'm like, I snatch and clean and jerk. I don't That's do CrossFit. It. I don't even do like, CrossFit anymore. I work at a CrossFit gym. Yeah, I coach CrossFit three days a week, or coach weightlifting yeah. at a CrossFit gym, but, like, no one knows what weightlifting is, so they think it's called CrossFit. I'm like, everything is just CrossFit. Whatever, like, I'll be the, I'm CrossFit, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll still do competitions for fun. Like, I did a few of the last gyms I've been at, because they're fun, and they yeah. build community. But, like, yeah, getting people into a CrossFit gym, because there's so many different implements to use there, like... You don't have your leg press machine. Okay, what are you going to do instead? Mm-hmm. You don't have your knee extension. And I think and it's much more realistic machine. to real life when you right. don't have all of those things. You start moving the way you would on a day-to-day basis. Right. But you find that, like, some really good CrossFitters know how to do, like, joint mobs with power bands. Or, like, yeah, you learn a know lot. mobility in terms of their sport better than, like, PTs do. Like, there are some CrossFitters who I'm like, do not go to a traditional PT because you might you're gonna actually. You're going to be disappointed. Yeah, you're going to actually be, like. You're going to be pretty good and yeah. they're going to be shocked at how much you know and they're going to tell you to stop doing what you're doing. Which like, is why CrossFitters get frustrated with PTs because they might know more. Yeah, yeah. or they just don't understand like their level of activity, what they they're don't. trying to get back to. And I also think like CrossFit, everything in CrossFit is a scale or a progression or a regression. Like yeah. the number of like progressions and regressions I learn in CrossFit that I use with my patients oh, yeah. more than what oh. I learned in class. Like, oh, wrist extension. Like, I was like, like, what would I do in a gym? If someone hurt their wrist, how would I help them, like, do pull-ups? And they couldn't do this. Yeah. yeah. What would you do instead? Exactly. And, like, you watch coaches do all those things, and, like, I feel like that was so right. helpful. And that critical thinking, like, on the spot in the class, what are you going to do differently? Yeah. Translates, like, so much to a PT session. And I do think, like, I just remember when we were in PT school, we at one point had, like, um, some case study, and they gave us, like, okay, this person, like, hurt their hamstring. What would you do to strengthen it? And, like, off the bat, I could come up with, like, four or five easy hamstring strengtheners because, like, I know, oh, my dad, I like deadlifts. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I do those Let's things. teach them how and to like hinge. I had a friend who wasn't a CrossFitter, and she was like, how did you just know, like, off the bat exercises strengthen your hamstring? I was like, because I work out all the time, and I'm around people who are moving and doing fitness all the time, and I know, like, oh, when right. I deadlift, I feel it here. Like, it just right. that's what it is. You know how to strengthen more. things because you are strengthening. I think that's huge. And we spent so much time, like, in our MSK classes at the end doing therapeutic exercise with, and we would have, like, some little weights and, like, the ball and the therabands. And I was like, well, what if we just squatted? Like, yeah. I would just right. deadlift. And people would look at me like I was 
sorry, asshole. And I was like, but why do I need to like hook up a band to this and do all these weird things when I can just do X? Like when I, it's just so much easier, like more functional. It's just, yeah. For sure. Like, you spend so much time getting into, like, the nitty-gritty, well, how would you shrinken the, the biceps for Morris versus the blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to. I'm going to shrinken the hinge pattern. When do you just, life, you can't exactly. those like, like, When do you just use the rectus femoris? Or your adductor or something, you know, like. You don't. Well, I know we we're all just like Did you guys ever cover like how to squat, how to hinge, how to press, Absolutely how to pull? Absolutely not. But so our second year, Nate, I said Mesa and Nate, Mesa and Nate came to one of our classes, or they hosted an event that was like learn how to squat and deadlift. But that was the first time, and that was my second year. So luckily, the first years like they Got started it. with that. But yeah, other than and we that, got, like when we did that, I had so much feedback from students saying like that was so awesome. Can you do that again? Because I think that like even if you don't CrossFit and you don't like you're not exposed to that like you can. When they came in, they were like to even to them they were like this makes sense. Like yeah. we taught them about Jefferson girls and like rounding your back and how like and they were like wow like that makes wow. so much more sense it's than easy what we're to being accept told. because like, it's so because it's right yeah because it, it is it's easy to accept because it's right it was it's what we do on a daily basis right. so they're like yeah deadlifting like I pick up my groceries and, and like, like you don't like set your back like set everything like when you're about to pick up your Trader Joe's bag I know yeah. I sure don't yeah so it was just like relatable and then and then we had people like we had lots there was actually quite a few people who had never put a barbell on their back right oh, and yeah. we like taught them how to put a barbell on their back and they or, were like bail. That was fun. Yeah, we talked about a bail. Because it was a lot of fun. But yeah. And I think it was like and then from there's obviously guys, but there's also quite a few girls that never looked at a barbell because I think that's more of a like a girl thing to Mm -hmm. maybe be afraid of lifting a barbell and it kind of changed that stigma. And then there was a lot of guys who came in who didn't want to hear about strength and conditioning from a girl. And I was teaching like I was cleaning up the weights. They were bailing and doing other things and they were like, Oh wow, okay, like we need to, so it was just like really eye opening on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I think it was super cool. Hopefully, we'll be doing more well, of that. Yeah, I think that should be a standard in all participants. Exactly. Like, but it's I shouldn't have to do that. Like I did that for my classmates. We did a five part series where it's like, okay, well, today we're going to talk about like pressing movements, pulling. Yeah. And I brought them into a CrossFit. Gym. I would love to do that. Oh my gosh, like, I should do that. So uh, yeah, but yeah. Like, like I shouldn't, as a student, have to do that for my classmates. So I feel like they're competent to learn these things. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also like, so I became a PT student or PT whatever because the first PT that I went to was Brandon at Vertex, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love PT. This is great. And, and they're a hybrid model. Yeah, I and I because I not got hurt, but like I had some knee pain doing CrossFit, so that was my intro to PT. So that's why I went to school. But people that don't have CrossFit, don't have sports, whatever. I'm like, what brought you here? Yeah. If you think that it is three sets of 10 on a yellow TheraBand, why are you here? I get like we want to help people and all that yeah. and get people back to quality of no, life. But like, what motivated you and like what drove this? That would be boring. That would be so boring. Especially if you don't work out. Oh, God, I get so into this. Like, if you don't work out at all, why did you become a PT? Oh, How? Yeah, I would say at least, at least half of my class at PT school didn't work out oh. on a regular basis. Yeah. I had. I remember what we had stress management. Somebody came in from like the school and talking about burnout. Like that was the big, that was the, yeah. the, the topic for our class. Because it'd be boring. Sorry. And like ATI and clinics yeah. like that, there is severe burnout. There's a lot of burnout in PT and even in PT students. So like she came in, she started asking us questions and she had us raise our hands. She could be like, who here sleeps enough? And like, you know, half the class raised mm-hmm. their hand and like, yeah, yeah, probably not. And then she goes, like, who here actually works out regularly? Like as much as they should. I put my hand up yes. and one other person, their whole class of 73 people put their <laughs> hands up and they started laughing. I was like, I want to just leave right now. Like, are you kidding me? Like, like they're just like, a, yeah, but we are in a field that like prescribes exercise and activity and you can't even make it a priority in, uh, in PT school. Like, which I didn't think was that much of a time commitment. I mean, it depends on the school, but like, yeah, we have class like sometimes only like four hours a day, sometimes more, but like. You have time. And a lot of it's common sense. And, like, the things that you would learn working out are sometimes way – okay, not sometimes. Way. Way more valuable way. Than, like than what you learn sitting in a lecture. And how right. you relate to patients. Like, you're giving them – like, 
having a relationship with Asians if you never move. Like, I think I burnout happens a lot because PT, like we get locked in this box of like what PT is and right. people don't realize that you can do weightlifting programming and like police posts and all that. And they think that you're just in a clinic eight to five, but like we all went to PT school so that we could have that and then do so much more with it. Right. And I think people just need to realize like you, I think it was uh, the movement maestro, 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 maestro had a podcast and it was like, you can do whatever you want with your PT degree. Like, don't let someone tell you that you have to be at ATI 8 to 5. Exactly. Right. You can open a CrossFit gym. Like, you can go teach seminars. You can be a weightlifting coach. And I think that's just, yeah. like, so relieving to know that you're not going to make crappy money seeing 30 patients a day. Yeah. I mean, I did. I have done, as a doctor of physical therapy, muscle-up workshops and handstand yes. workshops. And, like, within it, I've talked, like, taught and talked about shoulder stability and wrist stability. I think mm-hmm. I have more knowledge than, like, the average trainer, I would say, sure. to talk about those things because yeah, I do have my doctor. Have PT. And then I'm making it performance-based also. So just, like, combining those worlds. Yeah. And the communication skills you get working in, like, in PT or, like, going through PT school is irreplaceable as well. So, like, critical thinking but also communication skills. Because part of our school, like, we have to go, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but we had to do a geriatric rotation, which is, like, an older population rotation. Oh, you have to do one. We have yeah. to do one. I mean, yeah, we have to do, like, inpatient. We have to do yeah. a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, being able to describe to somebody who's cognitively impaired in short as possible way to get your point across and, like, and the ability to learn how to listen to people, like, which is yeah. so important. Mm-hmm. But, like, taking that that you learn in PT school, hopefully you learn in PT school, and then bringing that into the coaching environment of whatever it may be, it makes you such a better coach. Yeah. Spitfire? Already? God, I feel like there's more. There's more. Oh, we can PT do PT if you want, but I feel like we could take a break in Spitfire. Yeah, I know. I'm like PT'd out right now. Okay. So, we're just going to ask you questions, and you have to answer the first thing that comes to your mind, the quick, quick style. Oh, man. A lot of it is to do with working out and CrossFit, but you can make it about right, weightlifting if you want. Yeah, so it will have to be about. Like, the answer, or can I like explain? It? Um, <laughs> maybe at the end. Just Try to yeah. not just like boom. Yeah, just and then when they will explain. Style. All right, ready? Favorite breakfast. Eggs and bacon. Favorite movement. Snatch. Least favorite movement. Cleans or front squats. Okay, favorite workout. Snatch. Okay, other than that, <laughs> a like quad, a wad. Quad. What do you mean a wad? Oh my god, he doesn't wad. It's fine. He doesn't wad. Um, no, I mean, yeah, for a few times, but like... It's just not going to yeah, work. It's just snatch and clean injury and back squat. Alright, what's your favorite <laughs> song or music to work out to? Uh, I really have been liking Avicii recently. I really like... I'm not thank you for that. He, he just came out with a new album this week. Alright, goal for 2019. Goal for 2019. Okay, I gotta pass boards and then yeah. get myself situated on where I'm going to be as far as like clinic wise if I will be doing clinic will I be doing more online PT stuff or like PT, yeah. online performance trainings like okay. trying to figure out what I'm going to do biggest accomplishment so far in 2019 graduating PT school embarrassing moment in the gym or first workout which we already know is Fran first so. workout was Fran embarrassing moment in the gym that's hard you just don't embarrass Not yourself do you like every five daily alright favorite thing about PT school Let's favorite. be positive for Communication skills, definitely. Least favorite? Uh, learning things that are isolated for sure. What would you What would you tell your professors right now if you could? Mm. Piece of advice. And you, it's fine. They can't say anything back to you. You've graduated. I, I, I think we should learn. Like, I don't know if they said earlier. Like, we need to learn how to squat. Or ideas on be comfortable teaching people how to squat. Ideas on teaching people how to hinge, run. Like do movements that matter. All right, three core values. Mm, core values. I'm not good at these fit I know, that stuff. one's hard. I no. just kind of made that one up. <laughs> so I was interested. Three core values. Friendship. Um, passion. I, want, I like people with passion. Yes, life, that's one I right? do for sure. And, and creativity. Cool, cool. All right, wait. Now we're going to slow it down for a second. Yeah. So I have a few more serious questions to ask you. Um, if you had to say one strength and one weakness yes. about yourself, mm-hmm. what would it be? Weakness? I have a lot of No, no, no. First. Start on your strength. We're doing I'm this. Finish on the strength. Okay. No, start. Strength 
is, I guess, can your strength be your weakness, though? Because I feel like they're both very This is not an interview. This is not a PT school. Well, I'm actually really competitive, but I think that makes me really strong, too. I'm very goal-oriented. Like, I want to get stuff done. He's very calculated. I am very, but, like, I plan stuff ahead of time, well ahead of time. Like, I want to know where I am. Months ahead of time. Yeah, on that note, he would not go to brunch with us because he brought his own lunch. It's Sunday, people. Sunday brunch at Dockery's Buffet, and he is tracking for how many weeks? Seven weeks? I have, it's like five weeks left. But total? Eight, just eight weeks. Okay. But even on the weekends? I mean, like, do you don't want, like, a day? So what's your weakness? My weakness is that's a hard time shutting it all off. Exhibit A, brunch. Very hard. But yeah, you don't worry about that. And then shutting off like the monkey brain. So like having all these ideas and like trying to get things done and then learning, okay, how can I like turn this all off and shut it down? So that's probably my, my weakness right now. What are you doing to work on that? Right now I'm trying to peel back on caffeine. I've had no coffee today. I love more coffee. I love love there's cold brew here and I'm like, I want I more. I had it yesterday, but like I know, if I I always know if I have more than probably eighty milligrams, hundred milligrams of caffeine, that it it makes me like just just go 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 go. So yeah. like that, and then I try to stop doing activity like an hour at least before I go to bed. Yeah. So those are my two go tos. I need to get more in like meditation, but I'm not there yet. Kind of the transition phase. Yeah. Graduating school yet. Um. Okay. What is your snatch? Snatch. I heard you don't do one rep maxes. I talked to her about. I only mean, train five rep maxes. So I want to know I your. I want to know does. your numbers. So I'll tell you my best. So I haven't been training uh, competitively for two years now. I just during PT school, just the amount of like mental stress, but also just like sitting yeah. and being inactive. I had a lot of injuries that prevented me from being competitive. So I competed in Arnold Arnold Classic in twenty. 15 or 2016 so I lifted there and that was like probably my, my last big meets and then after that like I had an elbow injury actually it's been his elbow it's just always kind of bothered me I had a back injury that happened when I was squatting I had to bail mm-hmm. and like just like the accumulation of things the knee so I was just like all right I'm taking time off I'm just gonna enjoy moving okay so what's your best okay. ever sorry I've got it's fine. My no, best okay. ever uh, snatch in competition is 110. Kilos. Yeah, Kilos. I was like, with, wait a minute. With straps and training is 115. What's that? 115. Weightlifting straps, because you can hit really hard. straps. Powerlifters, you, yeah. you like strap your hand to the bar. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. What does that translate? So that's like two... 220? No, 220 is 100 kilos. Oh. Yeah. Two, 122 four, times 110. 250, 240. You do kilos, though. That's unfortunate. Okay. 110 is 242. 242. Okay. 115. It is 253. 253. That's pretty. That was what great. about your clean and jerk? Clean and jerk is not so great. No, so I, you I like the snatch better? Yeah, I planed 300, but I've not jerked it. I've clean and jerked like 286, I think. I think. Dang. Somewhere there. Back squats are probably my favorite, though. Back really? Squat, yeah. Five, four or five for five. But yesterday, yesterday, I only hit three. Seven, Do you think five. your CNS was fatigued? No, I just haven't trained it. I just haven't <laughs> trained that pattern. But, like, I trained it consistently for eight months. I went from 315 for five to 405 for five within, within, eight, within, eight, within a year. But trained it, trained back squat twice a for week. For five? Wow. That's a lot. So, mm-hmm. we usually ask gym owners this at the end, but. Wait, I have one more question. Oh, go ahead. Which I think I get, I know, but I, what are you passionate about? I'm passionate, uh, passionate about helping people live better lives and, like, doing more with their lives. Whether that means, like, doing more in the gym or just being better, like, movers, humans, like, enjoying the quality of life by moving more. Being be better humans. Really what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll end on two, two questions. Okay. So I usually ask gym owners to describe their community in three words, but I feel like you've been in the CrossFit and weightlifting community long enough. Like, what three words would you use to describe your weightlifting community. Weightlifting community? Compared to CrossFit or just... In general. Just like... I mean, I think they overlap. Yeah, they are. They do overlap. Mm-hmm. Weightlifters are just different, though. We like to... <laughs> Three words, Shiver. Come on, you can do I it. Rated it. In. Three words to have weightlifters. Hmm. 
fun. These are hard, guys. I know. It's fun. It's okay. You can do it. <laughs> Two more. Fun. We, we like to have fun. <laughs> That's it. Just fun. Just we like to have fun. We're, we're motivated. But some of us aren't motivated. It's kind of hard. It depends on what gym you're at. Okay, just like your gym. I'm in a gym or a community right now. Oh, man. Okay. Suspense. I mean, why me. do you love weightlifters and weightlifting? Because you guys are what? Athletes. It's just very, yeah. it's very athletic. Athletic. It's athletic. fast. It's explosive. It's fun to watch. It's cool. more artistic. Artistic. I like oh, that. That's good. Yeah. Like, if you see a good snatch, like, that looks really Yes. Pretty. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. Like, that's right? so pretty. Like, that's so oh fast. It's I just wish like... my snatch looked like that. It's, it looks effortless. It yeah, looks, it does. It, it, is a, it is an art form, I would say. Last question of the day. How has, which you've, we've talked about this a lot, but if you had to summarize, how has CrossFit and weightlifting impacted your life? Oh, man. I mean, it's, it's definitely my passion in life, and it's given me, it feels like it's given me a purpose, right? Because I want to share it with people who want who want it to be shared. I'm not saying go, go try to be like, hey, drink this Kool-Aid. Like, <laughs> weightlifting is awesome. But, like, if somebody is like, hey, if I see somebody who needs help or, like, somebody's interested in helping them, it, it just it gives me purpose and fulfillment to be like, I have a service or I have the ability to help you get better at what you want to do. So it gives me a purpose and it really allows me to really connect with people. I love that. Can you just repeat what your advice to PT students was? Go join a CrossFit gym. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure we got Clap that out for there. The people in the I back. And, I think. And, and like go, go shadow good strength and conditioning coaches. Like I think that's another big thing you can do. Like you can literally just go to most universities like I went to NC State and shadowed them for oh, hey, a few days. Fact. Yeah, they're they're great. But like you, you can just go and shadow good people and you're gonna learn a lot. Like just because they're not a PT doesn't mean you can't learn from them. Same thing, go yeah. shadow a chiropractor, go shadow a massage therapist, like go shadow yeah. and learn from go other make people your outside own your own discipline. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On that note, for those listening, please give us a five star rating and a great review. Tell our followers where we can find you, Matt. Shive on. Shive on. There's on an underscore, Instagram. though. There is shive yeah. underscore on at Instagram or Matt Shiver, Matthew Shiver on Facebook, wherever. Love it. But Shive on is the best spot. All right. Thanks for listening. See you in the next box.